free. Going on, guys. Clocks in the motherfucking stove. Three things I want to say real quick before we hop into this college football podcast. First things first, within the next week, hopefully, we will have some very big things dropping. So please follow all of our socials. A lot of w- – w- clocks clocks on the stove 2.0 is about to drop. All right, so get ready for that. Next, I know this is an MMA pod, but rest in peace to Anthony Johnson. Um, probably the first UFC fighter I ever met in my entire life. Super great human being, super great athlete. Died at 38 this past weekend. Super sad. Like, hope nothing but the best for him and his family. Uh, him up there. Third thing I want to say, Zach and I, completely unrelated to everything I just talked about and everything we're going to talk about. Zach and I were having a debate. Is a glizzy just the hot, just the dog, like the wiener, or is it a whole hot dog? Because I think a glizzy is just the wiener. Zach thinks a glizzy is the whole hot dog. See, because like if you were like on the street and you just were holding a wiener in your hand, I'd be like, yo, why is that dude holding a wiener? But like if you were walking down the street with a, like a hot, like a gliz, like a <laughs> hot dog, I'd be like, yo, even... that dude's carrying a glizzy. No, because if you just scarf dogs down, you're just scarfing glizzies. I feel like I feel like I feel like a hot dog can be can, can be called a glizzy because it has the dog in it, but a dog by itself is the glizzy. Mm-mm. No, now if we want to get into the English vernacular, I may call it a glizzard. I can call it a glizzard compared to the glizzy. All right. Anyways, we're letting, we're gonna throw this up on the gram. Let us know what you think on the glizzy glizzard situation, but. Diving into week 11 of college football just passed. Um, a lot of crazy stuff happened all over. And we're going to dive in, give you a little recap on what happened. And we're as well going to dive into what to watch for week 12. Week 12 kind of looks like it's going to be garbage. So bear with us here. Starting us off, we had number college game day with number four TCU Horned Frogs at number 18 Texas. Why Texas is 18? No idea. You know, they get dick road harder than them in Notre Dame, dude. I swear. Anyways, TCU went in there and handled them. Their offense was a little lackluster, only putting up 17 points. It was 17-10 final score. But they were never down. They were up 17-3 going in the fourth. Um, Max Dugan had a great game uh, in the air, 19 for 29, 124 yards and a touchdown. Not too well rushing. Um, the lead running back for TCU, Kendra Miller, balled out as well, 21 carries, 138 yards and a touchdown. And – Texas's offense struggled, Zach. Struggled, dude. I mean, Bajon Robinson, 12 carries, 29 yards, no touchdown. Quinn Ears, 17 for 39, 171 yards, no touchdowns, and a pick. How did they score? Uh, Kendra Miller uh, rushed for 138 yards. He had a 75-yard touchdown in the no, third No, no, no. How did, how did Texas get a touchdown? Um... You see know. what I'm saying? It was a fourth quarter score. Um, here, let me find out real quick. Oh, it was a it was a fumble return on the on a kick. Oh sh! So this game oh. looks closer than it really was because they that means Texas didn't do shit. I didn't. I was in Puerto Rico, by the way, guys. I didn't watch any games, so all I know is what I've been watching on the on the social media. But everyone made this out to sound like it was a close game, but I mean. They don't, they scored with four minutes left on a on a fumble return, 
on a on a kick fumble return. Yeah, um, I think this. I think everyone kind of expected this to be a shootout. You know, over betters were definitely in dismay after this one. This is by all means a defensive battle up front. Outside of that huge run in the third quarter by TCU, um, you know, this would have been like a ten three game at the end of it if it had played out as it was supposed to. Bijan Robinson, who was supposed to be a huge factor in this game for Texas, you know, they can always rely on him pretty heavily from the rock. He was shut down to 29 yards. Um, TC overall only gave him 199 total yards of offense, which is insane considering like the prowess of Texas. Um, you know, you're supposed to be an SEC school, but you know, we'll see about that. Yeah. Quinn, it also didn't help that uh, Quinn Ewers probably had one of his worst games all year. Um, that doesn't He's help. Been doing that recently, dude. Yeah, He's um, been doing that recently. Yeah, does not help at all. But Sonny Dykes, man, you want to talk about easy lock for coach of the year? This guy is. Yeah, in. I mean, comes in from SMU, leads a Horn Frog team, which wasn't much last year, to a college football seating. As of now, they're ten and zero. They're undefeated in the conference. And if we want to look at the rest of their schedule, um, they only have to they play at Baylor. They play at home versus Iowa State, and then that's it. Whatever, and then they'll have the conference championship. At Baylor's, that's a that's the scariest game, though. Yeah, and right now it looks like the as it stands in the Big Twelve, if they do go to a conference championship, it'll be TCU versus Kansas State. Now they already have a win versus Kansas State, though thirty eight twenty eight at home. I'm interested to see how that would play out in a neutral site game. Because I don't know if Big 12 does neutral site or if they play at – I believe the... it is neutral site. Okay, well, if it is neutral site, that's huge. It is huge neutral site is in Arlington, State. Texas in the AT&T Stadium. Jeez, yeah. It's basically a Texas home game, though. Yeah, yeah, let, let's be yeah. honest. Um, yeah, it is what it is. But, yeah, TCU doing huge things this year. Um, it's kind of insane to see the kind of run that they're on. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they kind of took it to Texas. I think everyone had Texas – Favorite in this upset? I mean, Texas was even the favorite team going into the game, surprisingly. Um, I don't know why that was, but I guess that shut up pretty much any doubters that TCU had left. But, yeah. Moving on from that, we have our next recap game, which was number 25-ranked Washington versus number 6 Oregon. How about them 813 boys? Michael Penix Jr. Pulling off the upset victory, 37-34. to Look, Bo Nix had a lot of hype, and he played great. Look, this is college football is one of the best games of the year from an offensive standpoint. I don't know if I'll call it the game of the year just because, you know, defense doesn't normally get played by Pac-12 teams, so not really going to discredit them from that sense. But Bo Nix played extremely well, but Penix just happened to play better. 408 yards, two tutties and a pick. Bo Nix, 280 yards and two tutties. Um, yeah. Kind of the deciding factor in that one. I don't know. Oregon was winning the entire time. I Oregon, think they had Oregon shit the bed so hard in the fourth quarter, dude. They had a lead. Listen, sorry, I just had it up. They had a lead. They're chilling. They're up 24-20. Then they go up um, 31-27. They go up 34-27. 34-27. 31-27. 34-27. Then they let a three-play 65-yard touchdown drive. Then they go four and out, and then they get they let them drive a four play eight yard thirty five second field goal drive to win the game. Yikes! They folded, bro. And 
I think Oregon's a good team. I just think the Pac-12 and, like, we can do this shit all the time. But, like, the Pac-12 is just the same teams every year beating each other. It's the most overrated conference. I think it's literally dog shit. And I think you could put some barely over 500 teams in the Big Ten, ACC, and SEC, and they would run the Pac-12. I mean, you have the top. The top is 7-3. and three. Then one, two, three, four teams at eight and two, and then USC at nine and one. They all beat each other. They're all garbage, yeah. and they do the same thing every year. They have like one to two teams that are good all season, and then shit the bed the very end. It's so packed twelve to happen. Michael Penix, certified dog. Pretty sure he went offensive player of the week this week. Certified dog. Tampa kid being a dog. Bo Nix, truthfully, didn't play horrible. It just seemed like this was destined to happen. Like, like it just had to happen, you know? Um, yeah. Great game. It was a color rush game, so they both wore uh, their their color rush jerseys, which was sick. Um, I just – yeah, I don't really got much more to say about it. It's just pretty fucking Pac-12. Yeah. You want to know it's not pretty Pac-12? A 13-10 to win featuring the LSU Tigers and the Arkansas Razorbacks. Um, look – LSU got it done. Right now, they sit at the seven seed. They're on the outside looking in. They could be a, they could be playing college football playoffs, given some certain circumstances Are going down at the end of the year. Also uh, locked in them going to the SEC championship. Yeah, it did. But, but what it didn't help them with is proving that they deserve to stand alongside the Georgias and the Tennessees of the world. I know they beat Alabama, but I mean, last play at the end of the game, they played well there. But you got to play well week in and week out. You beat a Arkansas team who didn't even have KJ Jefferson. Um, you played completely abysmally on the offensive side of the ball. You couldn't get anything going. Outside of Perkins Jr., the linebacker for LSU, nothing was really going right for LSU. And Harold Perkins, if you guys watch the game, this man is a freshman linebacker, I believe. Yeah, certified. And is easily one of the best. Yeah, he's one of the best linebackers. Six solo, four sacks, four tackle for losses, a pass deflection, and a QB hurry. Yeah, like he was everywhere. It was insane. Um, Jane Daniels got sacked seven times, um, which is unacceptable. That just can't happen. You know, yeah, you have a guy yeah, who's bad. played pretty well at quarterback the entire year. Um, he completed eight of 15 passes for 86 yards and an interception. And he lost a fumble. And he lost a fumble. So that's kind of where LSU is. Look, Brian Kelly, you've been doing extremely well up to this point outside of that opening week loss to, what, Florida State? And then who was their second loss to? Was it to Alabama or Tennessee? Yeah, no, they beat Alabama. Yeah, you lost Tennessee. Outside of that, you've looked really well. Do not screw this up. Do not screw this up. Yeah, you have your, you have your destiny in your own hands, man. If you win out, you are the first two in a, two lost team ever in college football playoffs after a season starting where you guys thought you were going to fire your head coach. So first of all, fuck you, LSU fans, for that. Brian Kelly's a dog, gained probably one of my favorite coaches out right now, and I'm not even a Notre Dame fan. How crazy is that? Um, next thing to go into, I do agree, Zach, that um that it was an ugly win, but it wasn't like. It wasn't like they were like freaking out. I mean, they were up ten to three the whole game. The the last or thirteen to three the whole game. They scored their last touchdown. And they scored their only touchdown, Arkansas, in the fourth quarter. So I feel like 
sometimes it's ugly, man, you know, but being able to prove that you can get through a game like that with that, that adversity, I, I think LSU shows that they're dogs, you know, that's kind of a game where it's like, you never want to happen, but you kind of need it to happen to prove to yourself like that you can, you can play an ugly game and still win, you know, a boring game, a game that lulls you to sleep. You know, you get guys late at the MMA, you get guys like Alex Pereira or Cheeto Vera who just are very slow, lure you to sleep and knock you out. And that was the kind of game it felt like it was, but they didn't fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know this isn't an MMA pod, but I, I just got this notification about how Josh Emmett is getting the interim title shot. Against um, Yari Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting enough, that's weird. Um, speaking of weird, weird football games, Alabama and Ole Miss, man. This I can't game. I find just, it on my phone. This is weird as, I got it. as it'll ever get. Um, Mississippi was leading Ole Miss was leading going into halftime up on number nine ranked Alabama 17 to 14. And then of course Bryce Young comes back, ends up throwing three touchdowns, then they win the game. Look, Alabama's still good. They always have been, but my thing is they're just not putting teams away like they used to. Like Alabama in like two up to five years ago, they would play maybe one to two games close a year, and that being in the national championship. Yeah, they used to, I was inside of that. Absolutely slaughter teams. Slaughter, like bloodbath. Like if you, you knew do, if you knew if you weren't LSU or Georgia and you were on their schedule, you were losing by a 20 bomb. Yeah. And it was just like guaranteed. Like they would go into games favored by like 56 yeah. on the spread. And you would be like, you know, I, I still may take Alabama in this. Like, but now it seems like every other game, like we can go through their um schedule so far this year. I mean Texas, one-point victory on a team that didn't even have point errors. I mean, it was at Texas given. I'll give you that. Um, Texas A&M, you only win by four, and you should have lost on the last play of the game. Interesting. Tennessee, Arkansas was loss. Arkansas, you were only up 28 to 23 going in the fourth. Yep. Um, LSU, one-point loss given, last play of the game, just like Tennessee. And then Ole Miss, who – is a top 15th ranked team, but I thought you were a lot better than only by six. Yeah, I thought they would have killed him. I thought they would have mopped him. Yeah, to kind I mean, of Lane Kiffin does have Lane Kiffin also does have a good pass record of playing Nick Saban, though. Yes, I will admit that. He do be known. Good thing for Alabama, though, they play a terrible Austin P team and an even worse Auburn team to uh, close up the year. Yeah, by the, the way, other thing is, um, I have, oh, no, you go. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, speaking of uh, Auburn. Um, That's what I was just about to say, yeah. Yeah, speaking of Auburn, you know, one of the more controversy jobs, also one of the easiest jobs to accept because you could easily recruit there. You're at SEC school. Your rival's Alabama. You know, why? who wouldn't want that job? So, Mr. Fisher, my question is, who do you think is going to swoop in? and claim that Auburn job. So I think first you need to talk about what is the Auburn job. It is, in my personal opinion, the hardest coaching job in college football because they play the hardest schedule every single year, bro. Year in and year out, Auburn football plays a hell of a schedule because you're because the thing about it, you're guaranteed Alabama every year. And then you get a oh, rotation. Iron Bowl. Yeah, then you get a rotation of the other SEC Hammers and Auburn does a very good job, at least under uh, Gus Malzahn, they did of playing a, a kickoff game every year, like a really good opening game. 
But I mean, dude, think about it. Even this year, they hosted number 11 Penn State, hosted number six LSU, played at number one Georgia, played at number 14 Ole Miss, and then they're going to be at number eight Alabama. That is the hardest schedule in college football. That is the hardest schedule in college football right there. They're just lucky that they somehow didn't get Tennessee on on there too. All right, so it's hard to win there. And that's why I think they jumped the gun on Malzahn way too fast. Look at his success at UCF right now. It's hard to win there, dude. It's the hardest schedule. The upside is it's such a good historic football program where you're guaranteed big games on TV your whole season. Even when they suck now, they're on big-time games. I mean, they played Texas A&M at a night game. That's a big deal, you know, and it's easy to recruit there. And all you got to do is just promote kids. Like, look, do you want to be the 100th Alabama team to beat Auburn or do you want to be the, like, the next Auburn team to beat Alabama, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I personally like them getting Hugh Freeze. I thought that would have been really big for them. But what I'm hearing of as of today is that it's like almost a done deal with Lane Kiffin, which I don't get why you leave Ole Miss personally. I feel like it's the same thing. But, I mean, you're going to get more money boosters at Auburn. They care more about football. Ole Miss cares more about baseball. All right. And you're also going to get, I think, better support from the school and better recruits than you would at Ole Miss. Ole Miss is an SEC school who doesn't sell out their home games. That's bad. That's very bad. Every single Auburn game, even with them sucking now, is sold out. You know what I mean? So, I feel like he's going to – That's. I don't know if he succeeds there, though, because of how hard it is. He's got to get a better defense for like 1,000% if he wants to succeed there. But I do think you could see Lane Kiffin to start getting top five recruiting classes at, at Auburn. Yeah. Um, you know, Lane Kiffin does a great job of just being such a lovable guy wherever he is and then finds a way to leave in the worst way possible so yeah. that everyone fucking hates him. Yeah, he does a really good job at that. Yeah, because that foot – like he treats – schools like relationships like he's like oh no like i would never leave you i love you and then immediately goes and like has sex with the girl that you hate the most like yeah. that, that 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 is literally <laughs> like, like lane kiffin tells lane kiffin tells his girl he's like oh no you don't got to worry about her like no nah, she's just an assistant and then pulls an auburn auburn head coach who's like yeah uh, but i brought her from boise state like that that that's kind of how that's working out yeah um, no, he's fired so yeah <laughs> Yeah, um, thank God Lane has no affair issues because Auburn is looking for the best, safest option known to man. And to be honest, as wild as I view Coach Kiffin, because let's be honest, that man probably gets down, somehow never been in trouble. That we know of. My, that we know of. That we <laughs> Certainly that we don't know of. Yeah, not to my knowledge. I know he's fucked up as a coach. I've been a like, but I don't think of, I've never heard of him doing anything like bad. Yeah. You know, it just kind of blows my mind because, like, some coaches, you're like, oh, this guy got a job. Oh, what do you do in his first practice? Oh, was hooking up with assistant players or managers? Sick. Oh, this guy was drunk at games? Sick. Like, yeah. what? I, mean, I don't How? Beats me. Um, and then you have other coaches like Jimbo who are just like, I'm going to run these same plays as my NCAA 06 playbook, except I don't have the John Madden feature turned on where he can recommend plays. Um, yeah, no, it's outside bad, of that, pathetic. Yes. But I think, like you said, with the what you said with Lane doing it at the worst times, 
goes to Alabama as an offense coordinator after failing at t- Tennessee and um, USC as head coach, right? You go to Alabama as offense coordinator, give them the best scoring offense they've ever had, and then you go to FAU. And you get FAU their winningest career three seasons ever, and then you go to Ole Miss. And now you got Ole Miss at top 15 in the country for two years straight, and now you're going to leave it over. Yeah, no, but what kills me is, like, how he leaves because they always ask him. They're like, oh, you know, we're hearing that uh, the Ole Miss job's opening up. And he's like, why would I, like, I want to leave the beautiful state of Florida? Why would I want to leave Boca Raton? Signs the contract as he's saying that shit. Yeah. Gets to Ole Miss, they're like, they're like uh, you know, the Auburn job opens up. Have you been given that any thought? And he's like, why would I be thinking about that? He's like, why would I leave? He's like, I'm already building a program here. Like, I have no reason to leave here. I already signed off on the Auburn deal. Yeah. He, it's like as he's saying it, he's already like going over. As he's saying it, he's pretty much looking Auburn directly in the face, and he's saying, "You better pay me racks." Oh, they're gonna racks. they're gonna throw him bread. But my thing is, Zach, do you think we see? Do you think we see a uh, a uh, Lincoln Riley effect with Lane Kiffin if he goes to Auburn? Do you think all of his old Miss guys are gonna go with him, like Jackson Dart and all those guys? I mean, has he been known to do it in the past? I don't think I don't think so, but I mean, it's different now with the transfer portal. It's a lot different now. It is, but I feel like Lane's the type of guy to be like, "Fuck it." Like, yeah, but but he has a way better roster at Ole Miss than he does at Auburn. R.J. Finley's not your guy, dude. He's a terrible quarterback. Oh, T.J. I mean, Finley, whatever his name is. Well, let's put it this way: he's gonna get all his recruits. Um, oh no, no, everyone. The whole Miss recruiting board for the next season, gone. the year after, the year gone. after is going to turn into the Auburn recruiting board. In about yeah, no, two no, no, it's gone. Yeah, Ole Miss yeah. is fucked. Like, let's yeah. get that out of the way first. All any chance Ole Miss fans thought they had at running the SEC at some point in the near future, absolutely gone. Like you, like it, your dog just got cancer. Like that, yeah. that that's kind of how they have to do. Now, it. Like if dog. if you're talking Ole Miss now, who are you looking to hire? And mind you, mind you this, it's a pretty good chance. All right, so you're Ole Miss, right? You're like, all right, shit, we need a head coach. Who are we going to get? It's a pretty good chance that around the same time you start looking for a coach, Peck saying I'm going to start looking for a coach. And if you want a big coach, it's going to be nearly impossible to convince someone to go to Ole Miss over Texas A&M. Yeah. Mm. Am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. You have That's better why I'm facilities. Trying to... You have better support. You're in Texas, so you have better recruits. Jimbo has the best players. The players aren't the issue. It's not the players. He has the best players. You have amazing facilities, uniforms, everything, and you have a school that has unlimited fucking money. You know why would you like? So that's what I'm saying. Like, who does Ole Miss go for? Damn. You think we see maybe, maybe, maybe an Ed Ogeron return? Coach O at Oregon. God damn. No, at you, Ole, Miss. Our, Ole Miss. All right, Ole Miss. Yeah, sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think how would that accent work at another state that has an even worse accent? Like, yeah, no, but, but the thing is, the thing is, is they're both some fucking southern ass schools. So, like, it wouldn't be like weird. Like, like yeah. he wouldn't be like a like if he was at like a Big Ten school that doesn't work, but if he stays in the South, 
kids will play for Southern guy like that. They're Southern kids will. I mean, I just don't think he has any urge to come out of retirement just because like he it had his so perfect much season. Money. And he's making so much fucking to money. To sit on his ass. Just to sit on his ass. He's like, does have to do shit. He's just like, yeah, I'm chilling. Like, I don't. It's like, all right, whatever. Um, I did just read this, though. University of Charlotte is set to hire Michigan's Biff Poggy, or however you say his name, the associate head coach for Michigan. Oh, good for them. Yeah, so they got him. Um, in other college football news, um, I don't know if you were made aware of the shooting that took place at the University of Virginia. Just want to say a prayer to all those that were impacted by that. Um, as well as uh, we, students at the University of Wisconsin, because one of the players was a, a graduate student from the University of Wisconsin, and they even canceled their classes as, as well. Yeah, so um, thoughts and prayers go out to them. Yeah, super sad fuck situation, man. They got killed by their own former teammate. Yeah, um, obviously. It's sad. It's way bigger than football, it? you know. At the end of the day, it's fuck the rivalries, fuck all that shit, man. This is these are kids trying to you know live their dreams, you know, get de- get degrees, yeah. make an impact in the world. Um, but back to our regular scheduled programming, um, we had a another upset. In college football, where in the Pac 12, once again, in the Pac 12, is it even called an upset or is it just called Pac 12 football? It's just you can't, you can't go into week 12 with one loss. That's what it is. I think yeah. it's like a bylaw in, in the, in the Pac 12. Only one team is allowed to have one loss entering week 12. Like by week 12, yeah. everyone else has have two losses. Yeah. Um, it's so painful to watch. It really is. Um, were they up yeah, the whole game too? Um, yes, no. they were never down. Arizona no, they were down. The, no, they were not. Arizona had the lead 14-0, 14-7, 14-14. Then they went up 21-14, then 21-21. Then they went up 20. Oh, no, you're right. They were down 28-24 with 10 yeah. minutes left. And then they won 34-28. Yep. Um, let's talk about why UCLA lost. Um and it's pretty simple. <clears throat> Jaden Delora for Arizona played hit the best game of his life, and that's kind of how you end up losing in the Pac-12 is one guy can kind of take over a game, and in a sense, it was a quarterback. Threw for three touchdowns, his fifth 300-yard passing game of the season, and they upset, upset the ninth-ranked uh, UCLA Bruins. Mainly, I blame the Bruins because they just don't put anyone in seats, and, you know, you have nothing to be nervous about. It's like running a practice out there. Like, who gives yeah. a shit? Like, you ever seen a video um, of their opening game? Yeah, it's a joke. There's like, like eight thousand people in a one hundred thousand person stadium. Yeah, you know, not like not like this is where we play the Rose Bowl at. Yeah, but, no, no, it's literally probably the most historic college football stadium, and they can't even get half of it full. Jesus, that, that is pathetic. Um, but yeah, Delora played phenomenally. Zach Charbonnet for the Bruins rushed for one hundred eighty-one yards and three tutties. Still couldn't get it done. Um, you know. Kind of the history of the Pac-12, you know, it's the offenses that do fine. It's just whether or not their defense wants to show up and kind of win them the game. You know, if you're giving up this amount of points, not happening. I'm sorry. You let this kid throw for, what, 22 of 28, 315 and two tutties, and he That's ran in his third. Easy. Yeah. I mean, he balled out on you. He's a sophomore, too, um, and he's completing 65% of his passes in his last seven games. So this kid could be legit. Um, from Washington State also. Yeah, this kid is nice. Um, as for DTR, you know, he's kind of 
been a big name for the Bruins this year. He was 26 of 40 for 245. Yeah, he didn't play um, horribly. He didn't play horribly, but I feel like a big part of his game is you have to be ahead so he can use his feet. Yeah. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to shut him down to where he only can throw, and that's how you'll win games. Because like he's not gonna consistently convert those third and longs, those third mediums with his hands. Um, you know, he's he's kind of like how I view Lamar in a sense. I don't think he's on like Lamar Jackson level or like hype worthy, but like kind of the same esque of player. Yeah, like I, same think, player I think the thing that you said is very true. UCLA can hang with anyone as long as they don't have like a huge lead on them. They're not a comeback team. They can't just start producing numbers, but what they can do is, is hold a lead and build it. You know, and you saw yes. that, you see that you saw them do that this whole year, basically. But when they lose, it's because the other teams get hot before them and then they can't catch up. Yeah. Um. Another big thing I, didn't even know, but I thought it's worth noting. Um, Coach Fish for the Arizona Wildcats was the interim head coach for the Bruins when Jim Mora Jr. was fired. So he coached those last couple games there, left to take the Arizona job, and then was like, hey, guess what? We're smoking that Bruins pack. Yeah, You're my bitch this. now. Damn. Big ups. Big ups. Um you know, nothing feels better. You know who else whooped that ass in their return and their return to their home team? Coach Dusty May. If you don't know who that is, that is the FAU men's basketball coach who was the assistant coach for the Florida Gators. Yes, sir. But they said they said you're not good enough for the head coaching job here at the Gators. So what does he do? He goes down to Boca Raton where he can sit on the beach sipping some Mai Tais and just whoop that gator ass yes, recruiting. Sir. Some at, Russian at Gainesville too. We went to your crib and took it over. And took, took it, it over. over. You got outscored by our bench, thirty-four to five. We were we beat you the entire game. You only held the lead at one point during the entire Yo, game. Matt McDonald, <laughs> what happened? How you lose? How you lose to the goddamn owls? How about that? Let's How about go. that? Let's go, Zach. Get me fired up. Yeah, Next shout game. out. Should have been our college game day. Should have been our college game day. Okay? Yes. University of Tulane coming in at number 17, hosting the number 22 UCF Knights. First and foremost, Auburn, whoever was the decision maker to fire Gus Malzahn, get rid of him. Get rid of him <laughs> right now. I don't know who the hell thought that was a good idea. Dude, dude had one seven and five season and is like five years there. And they're like, fuck, he's got to go. He's done. Like, he's done. He's got yo, nothing left. What? Like, he's not like, get the fuck out of town with that. Okay. He's doing great at UCF. He's building a culture just like we said he was going to. He's a good head coach, dude. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. They should, they low key kind of should be undefeated. Shit happens. Good game. Fumley played solid 17 for 30, 132 yards in the air with a tutty. 176 yards on the ground with two tutties. Absolute scoring machine. This is the kind of kid that that you see uh you see Gus Malzahn do best with. He's a good he's a good guy when his quarterback can move. That's where he coaches best. And you know, you saw with Dylan Gabriel, you saw when he had um what was the what was the Auburn kid? Nick Marshall. You know, that's the kind of that's where he's best. You know, when he used to coach they can't move, and like that was where he does the best. Tulane, like, they were winning the entire game. I mean, Pratt, their quarterback, 23 for 39, 236 yards and three tutties. I mean, they they didn't play bad. They lost, I think, with like, what, two minutes left of the game? No, no, they were down the entire game. No, they were down the entire game. 
They were down seventeen to seven, and then oh, I thought that was I thought it was the other way around. I thought that was Tulane. Yeah, no, 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 no. Tulane was down this entire yeah, they were game. They whooped, were getting actually whooped. Yeah, they were getting to whooped. seven at one point. Holy shit! Yeah, they were getting dogged. Um, ran through the mud, but you know it kind of. What I saw in this game was kind of what we all always knew about Tulane. It was that their offense had just been much better than it had been years past. You know, they finally had some weapons that were consistently able to work together, kind of congeal, play some really clean football. And that kind of showed, you know, even when they went down 24 to seven, they battled back the entire time. Only problem is you usually what happens is you're kind of a nobody. Um, No offense to them, but like, let's be honest, you weren't ranked in years past. Going from like a nothing school to something, you, you only one phase of the game usually makes a big step up, and you're able to just kind of compensate for your weaknesses and other aspects. You finally played another ranked school in UCF, and you got exposed for what like you were. Like we knew you weren't strong defensively. Your front seven probably couldn't compete with that UCF line like it did. You know Malzahn had over his guy. He left Auburn. You know he has a solid team. Yeah. They're at UCF, and they and they proved it. Like they just kind of took it to you. John Reese Pumley balled out. He did exactly what he had to do. Um, and it was kind of originally. Just a little is he originally a UCF quarterback, or is he from somewhere else? He's from Ole Miss. He's the Ole Miss transfer. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yes, yes. Um, I will say this about Tulane: their baby blue and green combo uni is sick. Dude, I, Tulane, I Tulane's true. a dope school, bro. I went on a visit there because I, I went on a visit. Um, I got an academic scholarship to go to um, oh, that New Orleans school. What, what the hell? Loyola, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So, I, and it's 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 neighboring Tulane. Like this campus is touch. So I went and took a visit on Tulane, dude. It's cool. It's in New Orleans, which is awesome. Beautiful facilities. Their colors are awesome. It's a good academic school. It's like, it's it's a dope school, dude. It's it's a really dope school. So I think that them. I think it would have been sick to have college game day in New Orleans. But, I mean, they obviously wanted to go ride Texas' dick. But, yeah, it's a dope school, and I think I think that their head coach, I don't know anything about him, to be honest, but I think if he can keep the ball rolling, you can recruit to New Orleans, dude. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, funny thing about Tulane, my grandfather, back when Tulane was in the SEC, was committed to Tulane for basketball, football, and baseball and got drafted by the Cubs out of high school. Nice. Very fascinating. And, Wait a little then, to his potential. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I did not have my back broken against Penn State in my first collegiate football game, so I'm kind of thankful for that. Um, yeah. Oh, <laughs> outside of that, I did everything? Everything. Yeah. His, so the, <laughs> the, no, no, so this is the crazy part. Oh, my God. So he had so much going for him. It's done. Yeah, yeah. So what happened was is he got drafted out of high school really highly by the Cubs, and his mother was like, no, like you're going to college, you're getting a degree. So he's like, all right, I'm going to go to an SEC school in Tulane where I will play football, basketball, and baseball and just be a dog at everything. And then first year quarterback, they play Penn State and he breaks his back and then ends his entire sporting career. So then what he does is he picks up golf, joins the senior tour, becomes like one of the best golfers like ever, or not ever, but like becomes like one of the best golfers that I've ever known teaches Michael Jordan and Derek Jeter how to golf and then creates a multi-million dollar company. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. Grand- who, who's, 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 that? No, my Lori's mom's dad. dad, Lori. 
Yeah, because get this, Lori's mom was the first woman to ever play on a male sports team. She was the first woman's golfer at the University of North Alabama to play on the men's golf team because she would just wipe the floor with all the women's golfers. So she was a dog. And then my mom played Man, softball. That's why Lori's got that dog in her. That's where I like. That's where the Watts brothers got that dog in us. But the yeah. problem is, got, we got too much of the Ken Watts gene. You got too much. I don't give a fuck at the same time. <laughs> that's the problem. So you guys are men. Damn. Middle. See, if my mom would have raised a single parent household, me and my brother would be in the NFL right now. Yeah, that, dog, that's essentially. Dog, yeah. Dog. We, no, we'd be the greatest athletes. If you guys got too much. Oh, I can just sit on the couch and play video games. <laughs> You know, I'm really, I'm really feeling an underwear day today. Like just not getting up. <laughs> like that, that's what we're feeling. That's um, awesome. Wow, existential crisis going on in the uh, mind of the Watts right now. That was weird. Um. Anyway, outside of that, moving forward, we have the Florida State Seminoles taking on the Syracuse uh, Orange. Orange, yeah. I- <laughs> Are they really just like a big orange? Like, is that? Yeah, they're just the Syracuse Orange. Okay. They're like yeah. one of seven um, teams that, that their team name is it doesn't have an S at the end. Is, is that why it's so weird? That, that's got to be like illegal. They got to the make Syri- that illegal. They're the Syracuse Orange. If they, were, if they were called like the Tangerines or like the Oranges, <laughs> I feel like I'd have a little bit more respect for them. Well, but I mean, like, the, the Stanford Cardinal. It's not respectable. Like it's not Cardinals, it's Stanford Cardinal. And it's just yeah, not only that. Yeah, not only that, their tree is ugly as shit. Have you even looked yeah, at their mat? Like it's like it's like scary. <laughs> yeah. It's like scary. Like, God. We need a we need yeah, a what's huge... another team with no S. God, do I need to look up like No, no, you can do this. You can do this. There's gotta be one more nah, team. I... No, there's like seven of them. Wait, you pull it up and I'm gonna see if I can guess it. Yeah. Oh, I got it. How many are I got there? It. How many are there? Okay, there are. No, don't say them. Just tell me how many there are. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There's thirteen Holy of them. Shit. All right, I think I can do it. Can I look at logos at least? Um. All right. This just has I... the name of the schools. This just has the name of the schools. Okay. Name this. Yeah. Okay, here's the problem. There are some that are plural, but they, the plural form isn't all right, all right, including right. an S. If I look at it, I'm going to get them all. All right, you got Navy Midshipmen. Yep. Syracuse Orange. Yep. Oh, NC State Wolfpack. Yep. There's, a, there's another one that we know very well. Um, who do we constantly give shout outs to on this fucking pod? Nevada Wolfpack. There you go. Nevada Wolfpack. Um, how many right. am I at right now? Okay, you you got Nevada, NC State, Navy, and Syracuse. And you said Stanford, so five. Yeah, Stanford five. Cardinal. Is it the Ohio State Buckeye? No, it's Buckeyes, right? Buckeyes. 
I'll give you a hint. This next team is a part of the SEC. Well, I haven't gotten there yet. Illinois fighting Illinois. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Fuck, this is hard. Yeah, I don't no, think you'll be able to Notre, get uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish. Yep, that's one. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Army? Nope. What even is Army? It's the Knights. Army's the Black Knights. Why do I want to say it's Bowling Green? It's not Bowling Green, but you're close. Really? You're in that kind of like group of five schools. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you this hint. Let me tell you this: you have one. Colorado, but no, the Buffaloes. You have you have one team left in Power Five, and the rest are group of five. I don't know what Vandy's is. Commodores. So that would not be it. Alabama roll t- rolling tide. Crimson tide. So Crimson that's one. Tide. Okay, okay. That's how many, how many so, left do I have, though? Okay, you have one, two, three, four, five left. You have five left. They're all oh, Louisiana, Louisiana, Raging Cajun. Oh, no. That's nope, Cajuns. Fuck. Appalachian Mountaineers. I don't know what ODU is. Old Dominion. Old Dominion. Monarchs. No, Old Dominion is not a yeah, the Monarchs. Not in it. Marshall, the the herd. Yep, that's one of them. You have four left. We have a school. We have a school that we just mentioned in this pod already. Is it Air? No, Falcons. Whatever school we just discussed in depthly. Hawaii. No, it's a school we just talked about. Like, just talked about. UCF, Tulane. Tulane? Mm-hmm. Yep. What is theirs? The Green Wave. Yep. Yeah, it's a three left? Three left. All right, all right. What is Miami of Ohio? Is that one? No, they're the, uh, they're the Hawks. All right, I'll give you another hint. This is hard, dude. It sounds like it's way easier. This is this is a Texas team. This next one is a Texas team that plays out of Conference USA. UTEP Miners? Nope. Nope. Rice Owls? No, UTSA. Nope. Roadrunners. Sorry, not Conference USA. Wait. Is it Conference USA? In North Texas? Yep, it is North Texas. What, what are they? The Green Machine? The Green Machine. But there's a fucking eagle. Yep, but it's the Green Machine. Or no, North Texas Mean Green. It's the Mean, mean Green. green. Yeah, All right, yeah, yeah. your last two. One of them is from <sighs> Oklahoma. My phone died. Fuck, okay. Okay, one of them is from Oklahoma. Tulsa. Yes, your last Hurricane. one. Hurricane? Tulsa is, yeah, I believe Tulsa is the hurricane. Yeah, Tulsa Golden Hurricane. The last one that you need is an upper northeastern school. Think 
think oh, oh, Jim oh, Mora. Is, is UMass Minutemen. Yes, sir. There we Let's go. Fucking there, go. Are, there are your 13 Let's go. non-S teams. Wow. By the way, you can find this quiz at sporkle.com, which has a bunch of sports S quizzes that you can take. Um, I find myself on it all the time just doing random bullshit quizzes. I think it's hilarious. That just wasted a majority of our time, but I, I'm down with that. Yeah, um, I had fun. I did good though. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna release our rankings of the best teams <laughs> without an S um, shortly. But moving on from that, we have our back to our originally scheduled program where we had Florida State taking on Syracuse. There's not much to say about this game. I think that's why we got distracted. Florida State beat the dog piss out of Syracuse, and it Florida State is up. fucking legit, bro. We are. It just. It's a matter of consistency at this point. Um, yeah. Sean, Tucker Sean Tucker was not pleased. He was not. I read the tweet. He said he was very yeah. unpleased. Yeah. Um, Sean Tucker is on suicide watch. Um, so please, if you are close to Sean Tucker, please let me know how he is doing. I will buy him an orange sherbet if that would cheer his mood up. He seems like, a, he seems like an orange sherbet guy. I like um, Sean. I like him a lot. Dude. I, think, I don't think they utilize him well enough. I don't think it's him. No, uh, I think he will be a great NFL running back. He's a good all-purpose back. He can do everything. He can do it all. Um, yeah, big players for the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, we had an offensive lineman get player of the week for the second week in a row, as well as Trey Benson winning running of the week honors. Um, Mike Norvell, man, just getting it done. Just If he wins out this year, I'm going to – I'm going to say some outlandish shit heading into next year. That's all I'm going to say. You know, <laughs> you know what he's doing is he's bringing back the old Florida State. He's having 50 guys touch the ball, and that's how Florida State balls. Look at the best Florida State teams. Four guys are having crazy receiving years. Five guys are having crazy rushing years. We have a good quarterback, good backup quarterback. Like, when the ball moves around a lot, when you have multiple weapons, it's Florida State's the best. And the great defense. The defense in the 2013 was – one of the best defenses in college football history. So, like, when they're good, when Florida State has firepower on the offense and a solid defense, they're one of the best teams in the country. Yeah. Um, I also heard, I believe, Jordan Travis has the eligibility one more season. Jesus Christ. Um, what, here's I what I'll he, say. I think he's going to go. I think he's going to go. I think they want A.J. Duffy to come in. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of the things I'll say about Florida State is we – I've become so used to going for it on fourth down now that I think I just like assume if it's like less than fourth and five that we're going for it. Like it, I like it though. I just, fuck with it. Oh no, I, I I'm so down with that. Like because like that's how I play like NCAA is I'm just like you know what I can get this. Like it, it's a belief in your players to get shit done so consistently. But the thing is, is once you get that too, your confidence the rest of the drive is we're scoring, we're scoring. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna score easily, easily. Um, but yeah. Moving on from that, we have our last recap. This game, really weird. Uh, Vanderbilt finally breaks their streak of not being able to beat SEC opponents um, by finally beating a ranked Kentucky team. At uh, Kentucky. At Kentucky. Uh, Bob Stoops, what happened? Mark, whatever. Mark, Bob. No, it's Bob. It's Billy. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> loser. Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah. How about loser? Um Dude, what Loser the hell students. happened to them? They they were looking like they could go into the playoff halfway through this this season so far. Dude, and then it's just, I will Levis. Yeah, I have 
dog shit. Their O-line, dog shit. Their defense, dog shit. I don't understand what happened to Kentucky. I was so Vandy, big on them. I was so big on them. Vandy had a 26-game SEC losing streak, bro. And they played teams like Mizzou, South Carolina. Like, there, there are a lot of teams that are just – What the fuck it. happened to Kentucky? But, um, yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to, like, read through here just to see if I could, like, try to figure out – Pretty sure they yeah. lost in the last play on the game on us on like a post route. Yeah, but let's be honest. If you lost to Vandy, it didn't. It wasn't because the last play of the game. Oh no! Play. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying the, the the final touchdown was scored in the last play. Yeah, Will Levis threw for 109 yards, 11 of 23. And Mel Kiper Jr. has him going number one overall. I don't understand. I well, I, just, I don't think he has him going number I don't one. Overall. Get, I think no, he has, has him number one, number one overall. He has him as nah. the number one draft pick. No, nah, I'm sorry. No way. I just RPG. don't understand how these guys are making this much money to talk about college football. I mean, we He's do not even the number one quarterback. <sighs> I, he's bad. Some really some bad. team some team is going to buy into the hype. Unfortunately, oh no, he's going to get picked in the first round probably. Yeah, and it. I feel bad for that team. I feel bad for him. Do you remember where all of his hype started from? If if you can recall, I don't. I could not tell you. I just remember I woke up one day transferring from Penn State, and in the middle of his process of him transferring from Penn State and going to to Kentucky, Jordan Palmer, some guy, he had a camp and he was there, and someone had like a, a behind the video footage of him slinging the rock, and his motion was gorgeous, just like. Like his release time was so fast, it was just beautiful. And then he goes to Kentucky and gains all his Instagram followers and stuff, and just all this hype. Yep. And nope. Yeah, he's just not that guy. Nope. He's a dog that though. Guy. That finger, and he fucking popped it back in and played the this game. He's just not that yep. guy. But uh, you know, finger popping each other's assholes won't get you a uh, won't get you a bowl game, will it? It will not. Well, I think they're already six and four, but still. Yeah, only to lose to probably watch, watch, watch. They're gonna get Notre Dame in a bowl game, bro. They're gonna get Notre Dame in a bowl game. Yeah, but yes, yeah, so let's move on to Week Twelve. Like I said, it kind of sucks ass, and there's not a lot of uh, amazing things to talk about. But we'll talk about what we can talk about, and that starts off with a Thursday night game between SMU at Tulane. I don't know about you, Zach Watts. This is a super, super, super fun game, in my opinion. SMU with Tanner Mordecai, who's coming off, you know, one of the greatest performances ever. Then he mopped USF going into this two-lane game. They're coming up with hype. SMU is not a bad team. They're playing with Sony Dyke's old roster. They're good at football. Um, so, yeah, Tulane, you know, was almost on the way from going to a New York Six Bowl. They could still beat UCF in the championship game ago. So, it's a very interesting matchup. This is Tulane kind of needs to win this game very bad. And I think SMU is the kind of team that can just piss in their cereal. Yeah. Um, SMU, you know, they've been doing all right since Sonny Dyke left. Um, they're just not the same team. You know, Tanner Mordecai kind of is a dog. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from him. He's been playing extremely well. I'm sure that, you know, Sonny Dykes wouldn't have mind bringing him over. But, you know, when you have Max Dugan doing what he's doing. Max Dugan. Max Dugan doing what he's doing. Um, what a dog. But yeah, 
I mean, nothing much to say. Tulane kind of has to have this bounce back game if they kind of want to stay in the top 25. Because let's be honest, if you are a group of five team and you have two losses, or well, they do have two losses, but three especially, you're done. Like you will yeah, never sniff the totally, top 25 yeah, totally. again in your life. Um, I don't even know who Tulane's coach is, to be honest with you. Not not too big on that program. I should be though. Maybe do I don't know, dude, but this this is a really good this is a really good uh battle of the quarterbacks. This is a really good game, dude. I mean, Tanner Mordecai, two twenty-seven tw- over twenty seven hundred yards, twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Pratt for Tulane. 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, four picks. That's the, this is a good game, dude. Points per game, we're looking at 40 for SMU, 32 for Tulane. Um, points per game allowed, Tulane's defense is much better, only 19 to SMU's 20, 32. But yards allowed, bro, we're looking over like 400 from, from SMU and over and around 800 for, uh, for Tulane. Yeah. No, this should be a good game, especially that it's at Tulane. I can't remember if they played UCF at Tulane, home or not. Tulane is 4-1 and one in their last five. Tulane, uh, SMU is 4-1 in their last five. SMU only lost to Cincinnati. They lost 29-27, to but they put 40 on Navy, 45 on Tulsa, 77 on Houston, 41 on USF. I mean, yeah. dude, this is going to be a fucking game. I think yeah, with it should. at being at Tulane though, and Tulane's gonna play piss the fuck off after UCF, I think Tulane takes this one in the bag. Yep, I agree. Um I'm looking over down under right. 65 as well. Uh, uh, my brain. Oh, my brain. Tulane says, minus three. Right, well, I'm taking Tulane minus three, 100. Yeah, give me Tulane minus three, and let's take the over. I'm gonna. Do we want to take the over? Let's take the fucking yeah. over. We're gonna yeah, take the, the over. over. Yeah, no, we're, we're slanging, slanging dicks. We're we're gonna take the fucking over. Yeah. That's our next game, number four TCU at Baylor. So this is what me and Zach were talking about before before we started this pod. This is what's crazy about this game. TCU is looking like they control their destiny right now. Like it looks like they're untouchable. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're amazing. This is their last hard game. They host Iowa State for next week, who's, which is dog shit. It would be very TCU slash Big 12 of them to do what Oregon and UCLA just did and just shit the bed, lose this game, and just completely not blow their chances of being in the playoffs. It wouldn't be the craziest thing to happen, Zach Watts. Yeah, um, you know, you see, Baylor I'm kind of stuck. Started the season off as a front runner for the Big Twelve. They got Arnada, whatever the hell, Arnada, whatever his name is, Sonny Dykes, Coach of the Year. Dude, Both teams are in Texas. Both teams are in Texas. Max Dugan's performing very well. The defense for Baylor is pretty solid because they got Arnada. But dude, TCU's only a 51.2 percent matchup prediction. And they're only a minus two and a half. Dude, this has trap written. Yeah. Over it. Over Holy under 57 and a half. I'm taking the under on that 100p. That's already a lock to seal that in. I'm taking the under on that. See, here's my problem. I feel like the over could hit, though, if Baylor starts popping off. And I if Baylor's gonna, pop- I don't think Baylor's going to pop off. Yeah. I, Dude, I don't think they every, are either. The last like, five games for, for TCU. We're very close. 
They beat Oklahoma State double overtime by three. They beat Kansas State by 10, West Virginia by 10, Texas Tech by 10, Texas by seven. Yeah, but Baylor just got blown the fuck out by Kansas State. Screw it. I'm riding with Sonny Dykes. Um, He's been doing it all year. I want to see him in the playoffs, so I'm going to put my heart on the line. I'm going to ride with them boys. Minus two and a half. Give me the under 57 and a half. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck they get, Sonny Dykes they get shit done. Sonny Dykes is a dog. I'll take it. It's our next game. Texas, Big Texas at Kansas. Look, wow, um, man. Is Jalen Daniels back? Do we know? Negative. Negative. Wow, that's negative. not good. We do not like that personally. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take Texas here. Holy shit. Minus nine. No, give me Kansas plus nine all day. Yeah. Kansas? Yeah. 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 Over yeah, under 64. Kansas. Give me the over and give me fucking Kansas plus nine. Yeah. Actually, big I'm facts. Gonna touch the over. I'm not touching the over under. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm going to take the plus nine Kansas just because, um, look, I know they've kind of taken their fall from grace here. Started off five and zero. Oh, now you're six and four. At least they're in bowl eligible. That's all we can really say. Um, Bro, besides the Oklahoma win, they only beat Iowa State by three. I'm talking about Texas, and they beat Kansas State by seven. They didn't even cover. So I know there's no way they're gonna win by ten. Yeah, um, yeah. They've played every school this year outside of Oklahoma extremely close, and the Oklahoma game didn't even have Dylan Gabriel in it. So yeah. that was kind of like a write off. Give me, give me Kansas plus nine. That's pretty easy. Um, I agree. I'm pretty content with that pick there. Our next game, we have the Bedlam rivalry, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Look, this is weird. This is a really weird game. Um, and let me tell you why. The Bedlam rivalry is never predictable. Um, they pretty much go back and forth. Oklahoma was actually favored to win this game. Holy shit. How? Oklahoma is minus seven and a half. I am so taking Oklahoma State. I am so Wait, where is it at, o- though? Where is it at, though? It is at Oklahoma. Damn, son. She did. Oh, I don't care. Man. There is no way in the world. There is no way in the world Brent Venables is going to beat Mike Gundy by seven and a half. I refuse to believe. Yeah, but dude, Oklahoma State. I, I love my Gundy, but every time I believe in him, he proves me wrong. Every year I've ever followed their football team, even last year when I thought they I were going to go to the playoffs. Every I year agree. he finds a way to prove me wrong. I just – I don't see in what world Oklahoma can win this game by Oklahoma State points. has played like dog shit the last five games. So is Oklahoma. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got, I got to see this. I got to see this. Minus seven and a half over under sixty four and a half. Wow, this is a tricky game, dude. Okay, the line started at seven, then it went to seven and a half. What am I? How do you see this? Hmm. Tricky, tricky game, Zach Watts. This is really tricky. I'm going to go against my gut, and I'm going to take Oklahoma. 
minus I'm seven and take, a half. I'm going to take Oklahoma money line. That's pussy shit. It's over a touchdown, bro. We can't do that. All right, we buy the half and take Oklahoma minus seven. Dude, right. just because I think Oklahoma right. State's gonna, I think Oklahoma State's gonna win. That means they're gonna lose because that happens every time. True, true. But I also think this is one of those where we're overthinking the shit out of it, and we need to just analyze. Oh man! Now, 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 I will say, here's another thing. Here's another reason. If it's a rivalry game, very seldomly. First of all, what's the over under at? Uh, 65, 64 and a half. Over, over, so easily. When's the last time the Bedlam rivalries ever? I'm looking. Gone? I'm looking at right now. I'm looking it up right now. So let's I, look, I am let's like look almost at, every time I think of the Bedlam rivalry, it's like seventy to like sixty-two. Yeah, but they've had some amazing games. Yeah. Bro, let's look at this. All right. All right. So this has been going on since nineteen oh four. Oklahoma leads, I believe. Yes, 90 to 19. <laughs> Holy shit. Sheesh. <laughs> All right, what's the over at? 64, you said? 64 and a half. In, in their last 10 games, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. It has hit 1. Two, three, four, five, six out of ten. It's it. I and like those odds. So what is it? It's it's minus seven and a half. Yeah. In those last ten. One, two, three, four, five of those games. So half of them were less than seven points. Yeah, bro, we have to take Oklahoma State plus seven and a half, and I'm taking the over. I have to. I have to. I have to. This is either going to be the best week in clock history, or it's going to be the reason our podcast is put down. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the this is the year we uh we re-identify and we just delete ourselves from the face of the earth. Our next rivalry game is the Battle for LA. Um, yeah, this is going to be a joke and a half. USC I'm, is playing. This game is going to suck, and USC is going to rape them. Yeah, um, this is where UCLA kind of gets exposed, and this is kind of what cements USC as a playoff team, in my opinion. I think this is what – even though USC hasn't beaten anyone, this is going to be one of those wins where it's just like it gives them an excuse to put them in, and there's really – well, I mean – It'll put them on the brink of getting in, and then you just have to wait and see who wins out of Ohio State, Michigan, and wait to see who wins out of uh, Georgia. Yeah, so it is, it is at the Rose Bowl, but that absolutely means fucking nothing. Got a battle of two amazing quarterbacks, Caleb Williams, 3,010 yards, 31 touchdowns, two picks, Doriel Thompson Robinson, 2,385 yards, 20 touchdowns, four picks. Both have multiple rushing touchdowns, two extremely explosive offenses, which two pretty garbage defenses. Um, USC won, excuse me, four and one in their last five. UCLA two and three in their last three and two in their last five. So, 
I mean, USC coming in at a minus two and a half, over under at 75.5. I'm not touching the fucking over under in this game, but I do think USC is going to win by at least two and a half. Um, I I think it's just kind of a really not good game. I do agree with Zach. This could be the kind of game that like shows that USC is legitimate. Like this is the game that proves USC, you know, is up there. They they can prove their worth. And I just don't think UCLA's got it. And I think if they struggle with Arizona, USC is just gonna run through them. I think they're gonna kill them. But yeah, where I was going with this. Notre Dame cannot beat two good teams in a row. They just can't. That's just their curse. They just beat Clemson. So if they if they lose to Boston College this week, they will beat USC next week. Mm-hmm. So if you're Marcus Freeman, the head coach for Notre Dame, do you take your team as a sacrificial lamb and lose to Boston College in order for the Notre Dame gods to make you beat USC? You know, here's a problem. Because if they intentionally lose, then that kind of like pisses off the gods more, and then they'll just they'll just die. Like they'll they'll, they'll like they'll lose by even worse than they intended. Um, here's I'm trying to formulate how they could possibly lose to Boston College. What if they get a and, really ugly win? Could that could they still beat USC? Like a seven to six win. Can't be seven to six. It has to be like really high scoring to no, no. To both sh- these both these offenses suck though. That's the that's the thing. Like it has to be a high scoring to where, like has to just throw off the magic. Yeah, it would have to. You'd have to look at it to where like when you were going into bet, you'd be like, dude, they couldn't even stop Boston College. Like they they barely got it. How are they going to stop USC? And then guaranteed they're going to beat USC like twenty four to ten. But they would need. The only way Boston College beats Notre Dame is they need to get like four turnovers. Like just bullshit. Like how the commanders beat the Eagles. Or or how Marshall beat Notre Dame. Yeah, just ridiculous amount of turnovers. Like just out the ass. Like just out of nowhere. That's how you have to do it. And then that Notre Dame Rudy himself will come back in form of an angel and like possess the Notre Dame team one more time and they'll win the game. It's kind of like written in their like Notre Dame scripture. Like when you go below the chapel at Notre Dame, you have to like lift the altar by, by like rubbing in the blood of like a Notre Dame football player. You get like under the altar and then it'll tell you like how to win every game. They're like, all right, the only way you need to win this week is you need to go celibate for eight months prior to this game. And then have the teams like, fuck that, I'd rather lose. So then they lose to like Marshall. And then like later in the week, they're like, shit. Because we got that martial loss, they gave us just enough like heavenly credentials to beat UNC this week. And like, all right, all right, like we'll spend it. It's like you know, middle school when you have like the snack bar, they're just like gods are like giving them snack bar money. They're just like, all right, you lose, like I'll give you, I'll give you a little something. But yeah, they're like, I'll, you get yeah, right now. Snack. Right now, you only have enough money to get some Twix. But if you if you lose this week, king size Snickers, king size Snickers. We'll throw in we'll throw in that chicken tender cluck for your buck. <laughs> little four tendy meal. Yeah. Yeah. We'll sneak yeah, that in for Bruno and Noir. Not our last game, but an interesting game. Actually, I don't care to talk about this game. Moving on to our last game. <laughs> another Pac twelve game. Number ten Utah at number twelve Oregon. I think okay. 
Let me put it this way. These games aren't actually that bad, but I think because me and Grayson were forced to cover two Pac-12 games and two Big 12 games, um, and then outside of that, two non – or no, three Big 12 games, two Pac-12 games, and a non-Power 5 game, I think we are like on the brink of just like killing ourselves. Yeah, there's no so, excitement for this Saturday. I'm not – there's yeah, not one uh, game I'm excited to watch. Yeah, if college I game day it, is at Montana versus Montana State. That's to show you how big these games are. They gave up. They they gave up. Um, sad, sad. Honestly, um, look, here's the one thing I'm going to tell you about this. What is it? Number ten Utah at number twelve Oregon. And let me put it this way: if I'm correct and I'm right. Nothing is scarier to a better than college football after dark. And that is a 10-30 game featuring two Pac-12 teams. Because what ends up happening is, is you have the worst officiated, the worst played, worst, best viewing, honestly, experience of any football fan. The only problem is everyone's blacked out by that time, so no one watches the game anyway. Like yeah. no, no one is going to watch the game. So what, what's going to happen is, is I'm going to tell you, it's a minus three for Oregon, and the over-under is at 61. I guarantee you the over is going to hit, but I couldn't tell you who's going to win. All right. Is Bo Nix going to be Bo Nix? I have no idea. Is that First of all, that question in itself is a philosophical nightmare. Because by me saying that, I don't even know if I meant in a good way or a bad way. Like, Bo Nix is just an enigma. Like, when I bring up his name, I, I don't even know if it's in a good connotation. I don't know if it's in a bad connotation. Yeah, he's a real weird, uh, he's a real weird guy, man. He's a real weird guy. Yeah, I think he's the human personification of like a sundial. I will admit, though, there's a story about him that he was like a little kid and he was at the Auburn-Oregon National Championship game and he was an Auburn fan, like him and his dad, he was raised an Auburn fan. And he's like sitting on like the where the, like where the end zone is and Cam Newton scores a touchdown and jumps up and beats Auburn and like he's like standing, he's like sitting there next to little Bo Nix. And then Bo Nix's first game is an Auburn starter. He beats Oregon in the kickoff game. That's kind of hard. Mm. But now he plays for Oregon, so it's weird. But that's kind of hard. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to do the same thing where like he's going to score against the Utah at 1030 at night and some little boy is going to be in the front row and he's going to jump up to him and he's going to be like, I'm you. He's like, you're going to be me. And then we're going to have like that moment. And then he's going to lose because that's Bo Nix for you. Um, <laughs> Um. Yeah. Honestly, the only things I'll say about this, I is think Cam Rising has a better. No, it's oh, at no. Oregon. That that helps him a lot. Utah's a hard place to play at, dude. Utah's a hard I agree. place to play at. Um, I'm gonna put it this way. I, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, Cameron Rising, the quarterback for Utah, has really good hair and a nice, nice goatee. So I'm gonna, he's like I'm gonna six give seven, them... isn't he? Six two, two eighteen. Oh, that must have been their yeah, he's probable to play, so he's like, I guess, injured a little bit. Regardless, Bo Nix looks like he's a fake surfer's tan in his photo. Holy shit, this is the funniest college photo I've ever seen in my entire life. He looks like such a frat uh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks like he forgot to exit the tan booth a couple hours too early. Um, poor guy. Yeah, take the over and enjoy yourself, because let me put it this way. If you bet on this game, you're just going to leave upset that I can... I can promise you that. That's 
That's about it. Yeah. Those are all of our games for last week and this week. Right before we finish the pod, you already know it's Tuesday, so our college football rankings have to be released. Mm-hmm. Mike Watts, would you like to start us off in our college football playoff rankings? And as you well know, everyone, we do a 12-man format because we are not pussies. Yes. Um, like we said, 12-man format is always better. Let's see how this lines up. Coming in at number 12. Ole Miss Rumbles. Nice and easy. SEC team, reason being why we put them up there. They're eight and two. Look, I just think they've proven a little bit more than Oregon. I think Oregon's gonna lose this week anyway. So no further prove my point. Penn State got blown out by two top four teams and hasn't beaten anyone. So why are they in the top four? Fucking no one. Precisely. Just I don't understand. I don't Six of it. their but, eight wins this year are teams that are not currently below eligible. Correct. So why would I rank them again with? Look, I hate this pick as much as you do. No, coming in at number 11, University of North Carolina at Charlotte. Look. We didn't want to do it. Like, we we both, like, when we were making it, it was like Zach looked at me, I looked at him, and it was like, we didn't even say the team name. We just said, like, you know we have to. Like, there's nothing, like, we can say against it. Yeah. And we just typed it, in North Carolina. It pisses me off, but their only loss is to Notre Dame. I mean, they haven't beaten anyone. Wake. at Okay. At Wake, at Virginia, Pitt at home, at Duke, at Miami, home versus Virginia Tech, at Georgia State, at App State, home. Family. That at App State game was Awesome. Yes. However, they will get butt fucked to close the year out. And this is this is kind of like our here's your flowers for playing good so far this year. They're, they play this week at home versus Georgia Tech, and then next week they play at home versus NC State, and then at home versus Clemson. So they will get no. It's brutally... not at home versus Clemson. It's it's the ACC championship. It's just in North Carolina. Are you sure? Yeah, the ACC championship is in North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Still, I think they lose to NC State anyway. This is just the only week we'll have them in our top 12. It is what it is. Screw it. Next, coming in at number 10, this is fairly easily Utah. Yeah, 10, uh, 10 on was like not hard at all. Yeah, 10 on. Actually, we'll just rattle off 10 through 5, and then we'll kind of explain later. 10 Utah. Nine Alabama, eight Clemson, seven USC, six LSU, five Tennessee, and then four through one TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Oga, UGA. Look, one through four, self-explanatory. Yeah, there's no arguing. Four. There's no arguing one to four. That's just locked in. Yeah, it's the four undefeated teams in the country. Like, how could you even say otherwise? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's kind of explain this like five through eight. Five to nine. Five to nine. Yeah, five to nine. So 10, 11, 12, Utah, UNC, Ole Miss, they, none of those guys can be higher than what they are, in my opinion. You can maybe move those three around there, but none of them are in the top ten. Yeah. Five to nine um, is where you, you got a little, like, there's a couple arguments you can have in play here. Yeah, there's, what, three SEC teams in this five to nine slot with Tennessee, LSU, and Bama. Look. Bama's only losses are to Tennessee and LSU. On the last both, play of both games. On the last play of both away games. Away games, too. 
away games as well. Not easy, not an easy ask. Clemson got exposed by Notre Dame. We're not going to give them any more respect. They lost their chance. They had a pretty easy schedule as well, um, with fairly little, um, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Fairly little resistance on their way so to the cultural. My my personal blew- opinion, dude. I. I would have put Bama at seven, Clemson at eight, USC at nine. I think Clemson's wins are better than USC's. I think Clemson's loss is worse than USC's, but I think their wins outweigh them. I just don't think USC's, USC's proven anything to me yet. And I think Bama's better than both those teams, and their two losses are all right. And the issue with the LSU-Tennessee is LSU's in the SEC championship against Georgia. So if they win out and you have them at five and six – it's just like which one of these teams goes in instead of the winner, the, instead of the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, because LSU will be an SEC champion, but Tennessee mopped them. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, USC five to, kind five of in to that nine weird is, spot. Yeah, five to nine is weird. I mean, based how we have the matchups right now, Tennessee would face off against Ole Miss. I think Tennessee would win that one. Um, then you have LSU versus UNC. LSU I think LSU wins that. Utah versus USC rematch. That would be Bama. good. Clemson Bama. I think Bama wins that. And then you would get Person. then you would get Georgia Tennessee. You'd get Ohio State LSU. You'd get no, Michigan. No, 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 no. You'd get Georgia no. winner of Bama Clemson. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You get you yeah. get Georgia Bama. Ohio State, LSU, right? No, you know, Ohio State, Utah. No, Ohio State. USC or Utah? No, LSU or UNC. Oh, no, 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 you're right. I'm looking at it backwards. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whenever you. What would round two be? What would round two be? You said. Okay. Okay. Round two, if we did it right, let's say all the higher seeding games won. Or technically not the higher, but who we think. The ones we just said. The ones we just said. Yeah, the ones you just said. Okay. UGA would play Bama. Okay. That'd be round first game of round two. Ohio State would play USC. You think USC yeah. would beat Utah, right? In yeah, rematch? I think, so. I think in a rematch. No, neutral okay. State. Michigan would play LSU. Okay. Damn. And TCU, TCU would, play... would play Tennessee. Damn. TCU would play Tennessee. Damn. Here's another problem we have, though. Michigan and Ohio State. They won't be two where they three. are. Yeah, they won't. They two won't. Three. Yeah, but given that, I think U UGA beats Bama. I think Ohio State would beat USC. I think Michigan would lose to LSU. I agree. And I think Tennessee would beat TCU. Yes, I think that's. Good. Okay. I think that Ohio State USC game could be game of the year, though. Yeah. That could be crazy. Um, then we would have UGA Tennessee rematch, and then Ohio State LSU. Ohio State LSU. Oh my god, that'd be insane! And then probably an Ohio State UGA national championship, or Ohio State Tennessee, or Ohio State Tennessee. But yeah, guys, that's everything that, we got for you, Zach. Any add-ons? Um. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything in college football-related news. Um, uh, Auburn beat Texas A&M, so Jimbo's probably getting fired. 
He is the yeah. highest ranked preseason team ever to not make it to a bowl game, coming in at number six in the pre preseason. Yep. Um, shout out UConn for beating Liberty. Yeah, big shout out. Yeah, Jim Mora. Do your thing, baby. Um, Deion Sanders will be the coach of Florida State at some point, just not yet. Um, but big trust. So DeAndre Francois got named the Orlando quarterback for the XFL. Yes, KJ Jefferson may return against Ole Miss. Not good for Ole Miss, that is. And let's, you know, just out of curiosity, I want to see coaching availability. Like what coaching spots are open? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I actually just went to a job seeker. And yeah, me too. The, yeah, <laughs> it appears it appears that I can. Oh, uh, here's the coach's the carousel. Coach. Here's the coach's carousel. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna All be right. the next coach of the Auburn Tigers women's basketball team. Shout what out! We got, we got Auburn. We got Nebraska. Wisconsin. We got Wisconsin. We got Arizona, Arizona State, State, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech Colorado, Colorado, USF, UAB, Charlotte. Those yeah. are the current open Division One teams. You know, we may have to revisit our coaching hot seat from earlier in the year. I forget what pod we did that because uh, we, we were did pretty spot on. Yeah, we were spot we did pretty on. pretty fucking good. Yeah, because Colorado, easy. Georgia Tech, easy. Arizona State, easy. Nebraska, easy. And then – And I really threw made... Paul Chris from Wisconsin on there. Yeah. Damn. Pretty damn clean. We'll, we'll revisit that for next week because I'm sure we have some – That's going on the social medias. Yeah. We were, we were pretty accurate in our assist, if I do say so. so. But yes, team – Yes. Week week 12, college football, a.k.a. dead week. We'll see you next week. We'll try to have something for you. Best of luck to all of our sports bettors. If we make you some money, please let us know. Memo us, please. At Fishy Girl. 10%. Yeah, thank you guys. Over and out.